Welcome to Ariana Answers. I'm Dr. Ariana Brandolini, a clinical psychologist who lives in New York City. Every week, I answer a life question submitted by a listener like you. Would you like your question answered? Head over to the description of this video to submit. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. And our comparisons tend to fall into the areas that we most value, like appearance, success, or relationship status. Those who are prone to an unhealthy level of comparison have shown by research that they have lower self-esteem, poor mental health, which is not really surprising. If our sense of self-worth and value is determined on how we measure up against other people, that's a really dangerous place to be. Because let's be honest, there's always gonna be someone who's more successful, more beautiful, less single than we are. Dear Dr. Ariana, I sometimes give myself a hard time comparing my less linear career track to other people's. When I hear of successes in their jobs, and particularly when I see the announcements or celebrations on Facebook and Instagram, it only ever makes me feel bad. Why is it that we're naturally inclined to focus on what others have done or are doing rather than just focus on ourselves? How do I walk away from these self-diminishing spirals to get to a place that's more productive? I'm sure most of you have heard the famous quote by Theodore Roosevelt, comparison is the thief of all joy. You sure got that one right, Teddy. Comparison is a natural human tendency that all of us do. It can even be helpful. Measuring ourselves against others is a way that we can evaluate how we're doing. And it's also a way for us to get to know ourselves, our likes, our dislikes, who we are our dreams, what our aspirations are. And comparing ourselves to someone aspirational can actually motivate us to do greater things. And sometimes seeing someone else and saying, mm, I'm doing pretty okay in comparison can be a bit of a self-esteem boost. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But when comparison feels constant and it causes us to fall into chronic dissatisfaction, inferiority, depression, or envy, then it shows us something's gotta give. Throw in the current digital age of social media and it's pouring gasoline on an already raging fire. Social media is a platform designed to show off your life's highlight reel. On top of that, there's an algorithm that prioritizes these things to make you keep on scrolling. This very narrow and skewed slice of reality, quote unquote, feels like incontrovertible evidence that everyone else's awesome life is so much better than yours. It's no accident that statistics of mental health have declined since the arrival of smartphones and social media. Friends, you don't have to take the bait. Because comparison is a normal human tendency, it's impossible to eliminate it altogether. But we can develop a healthier relationship to it and learn how to control it rather than letting it control us. It's easy to see how comparison actually helped us thrive as a human species, right? If you know that you're the best tracker, but that guy over there is the best shot, then it probably makes sense to team together and kill big game to feed your tribe for the winner. And according to social comparison theory that came about in the 1950s, researchers believe that the main reason that we engage in comparison to others is to actually get to know ourselves who we are, what we're good at, what we're not so good at. 
For example, if in high school you realize that you're actually better at math than a lot of people, that might help inform what you study at college and eventually what you do as a career, right? Research has seen that most people tend to compare themselves to others that most closely resemble who we are, people we identify with. There's a reason why you might not spend too much time comparing yourself to the Queen of England or to the homeless guy on your street, because we pay attention to the people that we most relate to. Those in our age range, those in our sphere of influence, in our careers, in our stage of life. And our comparisons tend to fall into the areas that we most value, like appearance, success, or relationship status. Those who are prone to an unhealthy level of comparison have shown by research that they have lower self-esteem, poor mental health, which is not really surprising. If our sense of self-worth and value is determined on how we measure up against other people, that's a really dangerous place to be. Because let's be honest, there's always going to be someone who's more successful, more beautiful, less single than we are. So we can't talk about comparison without taking a minute to discuss social media. Everybody I see who struggles with a comparison trap usually talks about how a lot of the stuff comes up after they've been scrolling through social media. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. We have to remember that we were not designed to have all of this input, all of this access to other people's lives in our back, in our back pocket. But now through our phones, we can invite other people and their awesome Bali vacation with their perfect girlfriend into our bed at one o'clock in the morning. There's also the fact that we tend to check our social media during our downtime, which is when we feel more reflective, right? So you might be scrolling through Instagram when you're stewing after a fight with your loved one. Um, you t read a tweet about someone's job promotion when, you have, when you're having a sad lunch at your desk. On top of that, social media appears to put tangible and quote unquote objective numbers on value, right? So the amount of likes, the amount of retweets, the amount of shares, the amount of views. Numbers can feel like proof that someone else's success is beyond yours, right? When it's actually not an accurate measure at all. Because social media indiscriminately just feeds us this information, it also blurs the lines of and increases doubt about things that we actually care about. You might never have thought about your ability to bake banana bread or sourdough bread, but after your Instagram feed during quarantine is just inundated with all these perfect loaves and smiling people, you start to wonder, am I inadequate because I can't make banana bread or sourdough? Or, you're actually more of a homebody and you like to stay home with a glass of wine and read a book. But then suddenly you start to think, am I a loser that I don't go to underground clubs during the weekends? Are you enjoying this podcast? Make sure you head over to the description of this episode to download the companion worksheet. Many of my patients have no idea how deeply social media actually impacts them until I convince them to go on a social media fast. All of them are reluctant but then afterwards they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. So I highly recommend that you try it. It'll actually help you build some self-awareness on how all of this is impacting you and your tendency to compare yourself to others. And then when you're back on it, figure out how to limit your time, maybe delete some apps, unfollow or mute some people that might be triggering.
Now, I harped on social media for a sec because it's a huge part of our culture for most of us and something that we navigate in everyday life. But it doesn't have to be limited to there, right? Unhealthy comparison can happen anywhere, like comparing yourself to your sister, to your brother, to your coworker, or to your boss. Ultimately, when dealing with comparison, the important thing is developing your own identity, maintaining a healthy sense of self, staying true to you, and nourishing relationships that feel authentic to you. A stable sense of self comes from thinking about yourself absent of any feedback, right? What are your values and preferences without people knowing about them? What are you proud of? Are you proud of the person you are or your achievements without people knowing about it, without posting about it? So how do you get out of this toxic comparison cycle? It takes practice, but it's doable and it's worth it. Here are a few tips. Number one, pursue connection, not passive observation. Comparison often starts when we passively observe someone else's life and we just fill in the blanks and fill in the narrative of what their life looks like. There's nowhere that this happens more than in social media, right? But ultimately, it's about using social media in a healthy way. Research has shown that when you use it, when you use social media to have meaningful connections with others, like sharing or commenting about mutual interests or creating a community, it can actually boost self-esteem and wellness. So still limit your time on social media, but more importantly, look at how you're using that time. Try to use it to seek genuine connection, the kind of relationships that you would also value offline. Number two, become aware of your triggers. Start noticing situations that cause you to play that comparison game. As we've been talking about, social media is a big one, but what about other stuff? Is there a certain person that always makes you feel inferior? Are there certain activities that make you feel discontented with your life when an hour ago you were feeling fine about it? If you know what those triggers are, then you can either avoid them altogether or you can plan for success once you actually engage in them. Maybe put those, that person's posts on mute or go to a different Pilates class. Number three, recognize your inner critic. Remember that the feelings that you feel when you compare yourself to others are because of your thoughts of inadequacy that you're having about yourself. It's important to recognize when you're engaging in this narrative. When you catch yourself, either redirect that train or get off of it by focusing on something else. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. Which brings us to number four, be your own best friend. Oh my gosh, I catch myself saying things to myself that I would never say to anybody else, especially my best friend. So defend yourself like you would your own best friend when you start to say unkind things over you. Acknowledge what's going on when you catch it, but then start speaking good and kind words, even if at first you don't believe it. The more you do it, the more you might actually start to internalize it. So it's not about, you know, telling yourself that you're a millionaire or a supermodel because most of us are not either of those things. It's more about what do you actually bring to the table? What is it that you bring that is worthy and valuable and good? Number five, practice gratitude. Research on the benefits of gratitude is undeniable. 
Practicing gratitude on a regular basis improves physical health as well as mental health. It increases empathy, self-esteem, mental strength, and it improves sleep. It also practically helps you focus on what you have that is awesome as opposed to what you don't have. So incorporate five minutes of gratitude into your daily routine and make sure to write it down so that when you're feeling dissatisfied, you can go back there and you can actually read it to encourage yourself. Would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. Main takeaways are that comparison is a natural human tendency, but when it starts stealing your joy, it's time to reevaluate. It's particularly hard given the age of social media that we're in, so make sure you're using social media in a healthy way by allowing it to add value to your life and not having it control you. Ultimately, when dealing with comparison, the important thing is developing your own identity and healthy sense of self. Staying true to yourself, nourishing relationships where you can be authentic. Ways to do that are pursue connection with others rather than passively observe. Become aware of your comparison triggers so that you can plan for them. Recognize your inner critic, become your own best friend, and make gratitudes a part of your daily life.